killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. So I know it well, yeah Can't let nobody make myself a cell Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human, I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing and pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable? Double-minded, I'm unstable. Want to put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain because I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just want to save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only because I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents because the devil will be distracting them. Revelations 16 and 9. 9. Revelation 16 and 9. A man and the men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed. The name of Yahweh, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Let's analyze. Last year, the ocean absorbed the equivalent of seven Hiroshima bombs detonating every second in the ocean. Water temperatures in Florida have hit records reaching as high as 101 degrees. That's not the air temperature, that's the ocean temperature. That's actually the recommended temperature for a hot tub. Now doctors recommend that children under the age of five avoid hot tubs over 95 degrees, and pregnant women are advised to stay out of water once it gets much above 100 degrees. So the ocean off Florida is almost too hot for many humans. In this season of extreme, record-smashing heat touching all 50 states, it is wild 
that elected representatives in Washington still choose to insulate themselves from reality. Almost too hot for humans means definitely too hot for many ocean creatures. This is not just happening in the United States, it is worldwide. This summer, most of the oceans on planet Earth have at least a 70% chance of experiencing what are called marine heat wave conditions. The effects of marine heat waves read like biblical plagues, decreased oxygen, dead zones, fish die-offs, and then come the weather effects. Droughts in some places, and increasingly deadly and dangerous storms in others, because our oceans drive our weather on this planet. We completely underestimate how bad things are going to get. Baruch 4 and 34. For, our, for I will take away the rejoice of her great multitude, and her pride shall be turned into mourn. Let's set our lives. Completely underestimate how bad things are going to get. An urgent new warning about swimming in salt water and eating raw shellfish. Officials have announced three deaths in recent weeks, two in Connecticut and one in New York, from vibriosis, an illness caused by flesh-eating bacteria found naturally in salt water. People can get infected through an open wound or by eating raw infected shellfish, including oysters, clams, and scallops. This organism kind of just floats in the water. It's associated with oysters, which are there to kind of filter the water. Experts say the number of cases of vibriosis have increased over the years, likely due to warming coastal waters where the bacteria thrives. It's not just the Northeast seeing more cases. Last month, three people died from vibriosis infections in North Carolina. Symptoms of vibriosis include stomach cramps, vomiting, fever, and chills. Precautions for avoiding the potentially deadly bacteria include protecting open wounds from seawater. And doctors say people with compromised immune systems should be careful eating or handling raw seafood. The first time I Second Ezra 15, 57, and 58. Thou children shall die of hunger, and they shall fall through the swords thy city shall be broken down and all thou shall perish with the sword in the field they that be in the mountain shall die of hunger and eat their own flesh and drink their own blood for very hungry of bread and thirst of water Let's analyze. The first time I saw one carrying one of our honeybees away, I was in shock and in awe. I had never seen anything like that. There's a new invasive species in town, and it's a nasty one, the yellow-legged hornet. The Georgia Department of Agriculture recently announced that it's detected the species in Savannah. Felicia Rennick works at the Savannah Bee Company and says she witnessed the hornets attacking their honeybees. These things are large and they swoop in like a hawk and they're very noticeable. They, they grab it right in front of the hive and fly off of it. We were all so angry uh, to see these things. They're, I mean, the honeybees, they're like our family. I was very upset. The invasive yellow-legged hornet has plagued European bees and beekeepers for almost 20 years, but this is the first time it's been spotted in the U.S. 
This one has us very concerned. Ben Powell is the coordinator for Clemson University's Apiculture and Pollinator Program. He says the yellow-legged hornets are especially bad because... This particular insect uh, has a tendency to actually attack other social insects, especially bees and wasps. And honeybees have the bi their biology create a large colony with thousands of individuals and thousands of larvae or, or developing brood, which is the perfect dinner for these, these hornets. Uh, so they have a tendency later in the year to attack bee colonies uh, and can, as a result, actually destroy the colony outright in a very short period of time. We don't believe that our bees in the United States are adapted to defend themselves well against this particular invader. Powell adds that yellow-legged hornets are clever predators. If it locates a beekeeping operation, it has the remarkable ability to actually recruit other nest mates to attack a beehive. So they can mark a hive, they can uh, um, help their nest mates find that hive, and they coordinate an attack. They call the rest of their hornet buddies to come and, and pig out, and that's what they've been doing to our bees in our apiary, unfortunately. And that could be a problem for people who eat, i.e. everyone. Pollinators are extremely important because they support most of our agricultural and horticultural systems. About three-fourths of the species of plants that we cultivate require some sort of insect pollinator to actually produce seed or fruit. So most of the fruits and fibers that we produce are supported by pollinators, especially the western honeybee. If there aren't honeybees and other native pollinators, then we don't eat very much here. Teams from Georgia are working to identify, trace, and eradicate the yellow-legged hornet, much like Washington state officials have done with a so-called murder hornet. Psalms 10 and 10. He crouched and humbled himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. Let's analyze. More and more young people are suddenly dropping dead. Sports stars are collapsing while playing, and youngsters are dying while simply dancing or using the gym. Just last week, a 17-year-old basketball star collapsed while working out, and about an hour later, he was declared dead. The culprit? A sudden cardiac arrest. About a decade ago, heart issues in people aged under 40 were unheard of they've now become increasingly common. Young actors are dying and so are young athletes. In the US, a whopping 2,000 people under the age of 25 die every year from sudden cardiac arrests. Now what exactly is a cardiac arrest? And what's causing these among the young and seemingly healthy? Simply put, a cardiac arrest is when the heart stops beating abruptly. It stops pumping blood. As a result, Blood doesn't flow to vital organs like the brain. This leads to fainting, disability and death. Cardiac arrests and heart attacks are often used interchangeably, but they're not the same. Heart attacks are caused when an artery is blocked, preventing blood from reaching the heart, while cardiac arrests tend to occur when there's a malfunction in the heart's electrical system. One of the leading causes of cardiac arrests in young people is having a thickened heart muscle. It's a genetic condition that makes it hard for the heart to pump blood. Let's take a look at factors that significantly increase the risk of heart diseases. More and more youngsters are under stress. 
cases of diabetes are shooting up and doctors have seen a strong connection between smoking and heart attacks among the young. Very often underlying conditions in youngsters are left undetected. When people are unaware of having genetic or other heart issues, overexerting can prove to be fatal. Last year. See y'all, y'all gotta realize this fam. They trying to sugarcoat it. These, these, these people done got this COVID vaccine right. There you go, Faye. There you go. How you know? Well, I'm, I, I would know, or I would soon to know, I would be thinking if I was a smart man. Now, LeBron James' son had a cardiac arrest. And he trying to be like his pop. I know my man ain't doing all that activity that, that, um, she said smoking and doing all that drinking and eating all that other stuff. And he's an athlete and all these other athletes like this. See, these folks trying to kill these people. And then they got these people out here taking this COVID vaccine if they want to play ball. If you want to play ball, you got to take that vaccine. And now this is the repercussion of these vaccines, fam. We got to realize this and stop trying to act like it, the clueless that we trying to be clueless. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And this is what the wicked do, fam. Let's analyze. In 24 hours, Putin and China will change everything. Yes, tomorrow, a BRICS lightning bolt will shock the Western hegemony that's been ruling the world for decades. The Western media is totally ignoring the story, by the way, because they don't want to admit what's about to happen. Goldman Sachs. Jeremiah 50 and 43. The king of Babylon, he has heard the report of them. And his hand waxed feeble anguish took hold of him. And the pay of a woman is trivial. Let's analyze. X, though, understands it, and they believe that by the year 2050, the BRICS nations will dominate the global economy. So, on Tuesday, yes, tomorrow, the BRICS summit officially kicks off in South Africa. This is the first face-to-face -face BRICS summit since the start of COVID, and we are about to witness a rebalancing of the world order. The agenda items at this summit are massive. The currency, yes, a new currency, trade, military cooperation, AI, microchips, oil, all of it, infrastructure, rail line, shipping. This is a big, big deal. And the United States, I guess, didn't get an invitation. The British didn't get an invitation. Germany isn't welcome. Is the game over for the Western hegemony? Well, the writing is on the wall. Now, the top of the agenda is the United States dollar, squarely in the crosshairs. Here's how Foreign Policy Magazine headlines this moment. A BRICS currency could shake the dollar's dominance. The de-dollarization moment might finally be here. Really? Is it true? After all, talk of getting rid of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency goes back to the 1960s. Here's the New York Times. In 1968, talking about France, trying to separate itself from the U.S. dollar. Yes, French President Charles de Gaulle versus Lyndon Johnson. That's how old this is. That's how far back this goes. This isn't new at all. But now we are at a tipping point. A gold-backed currency that stands as the backbone of a new BRICS currency is being rolled out in earnest. Brazil, Russia, China, India, South Africa, trading oil, computer chips, minerals, and settling those transactions in a reserve currency that has nothing to do with the U.S. dollar. 
Just look at the trade between the BRICS nations. There's a massive financial surplus. Brazil just hit a record trade surplus. So why would they want to settle these transactions with US dollars? Doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, Europe's trade deficit has hit a new record, nearly $500 billion trade deficit. Which side would you rather be on? Of course, this isn't happening overnight, and there are big impediments to a BRICS currency. The biggest issue right now is that if Russia wants to import things from other countries that are not named China, they'll likely have to settle it in US dollars if they want to import those items. But what if more countries want to join BRICS and ditch the US dollar? Then there's safety in numbers, and the number of people you're doing imports from are part of your BRICS conglomerate. In fact, other countries are noticing and beginning to join. At this summit, Russia and China are expected to approve the new applications of a bunch of new countries into BRICS. Algeria, Bahrain, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, just to name a few. They've all submitted requests for membership to be a part of BRICS. And the Turkish government has expressed an interest in joining the group. Those are just a few of the names. But wrap your heads around this one. More than 40 other countries are now vying to join BRICS. 40. Joe, 18 and 5. Ye, the light of the wicked shall be put out, and the spark of his fire shall not shine. Let's analyze. So let's get the first one out of the way. So what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges facing the US right now? And how do you see those challenges developing? The biggest challenge I think is the lack of education and understanding of where we are, both politically and financially, and especially geopolitically. Uh, the, the craziness, you know, pride comes before a fall. And we have become very prideful as a country. We have become the police of the world. But over the years, after we took over the reserve currency from Great Britain, we squandered that responsibility away. And we got very powerful, very strong, very strong-willed and strong-minded. And now those strong minds are turning to weak minds because <laughs> the lack of knowledge and information. So that's really what it is. I think people have no idea our economy is collapsing fast. They have no, they, most people don't know what the bricks are other than yeah. a building material. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and do you feel as though the edu, I mean, how, how, how much do you feel the education system is involved in the way people's mindset is changing as well? 100%. The education system is 100% at fault, but you have to understand the people that run the education system want good little workers. Mm -hmm. They actually want slaves. Yeah, yeah, and they want little workers making them money and working for them. And there are very few people that understand how to lead a company, mm -hmm. let alone lead an organization. The heart of the matter is at the education system. Yeah, I, I agree. Because what do you do? You take children, you put them on the right path. Yep. And um, those children will walk the right path. You start putting children onto new paths and you start to see a lot of a lot of challenges. Yeah. In the Newman. N-A-H-U-M. Three and five. Behold, I am against thee, says the Lord of hosts. And I will discover thy skirt upon thy face. And I will show the nation thy nakedness and the kingdom thy shame. Let's analyze. Wow. 
In America, we have a few hundred genders. How many genders do you guys have in Russia? Just very. I know you're a math guy, so I'm asking. I think maybe there's a. Here it's like I see only women and men. There is no, no between. Got it. Got it. It's crazy. It's like first time in my life. Couple weeks ago, and I was in California. I was like on coffee shop. It's like I really want to go bedroom. It's like can I go bedroom? Okay, they told me code, and I'm coming like two bedroom, all gender, all gender. It's like what is this? Where I have to go? <laughs> First time I see it, like I stop, like I I, I stay like five seconds there, like where's woman, where's man? I lock the door. <laughs> Anybody inside? <laughs> okay. It's like I don't know, but I I I grew up in when uh, in very traditional place, in very tra- with very traditional family. I'm very happy with this. Like I am from big mountains, and we have only two gender. Well, you know, listen. That's that's in the mountains, but when you live in cities in America, there's like 40, 50 genders. Because here, math is like uh, very important to them, so they kind of want to mess with. It's like them. I have to be careful. <laughs> you have to be careful here. You have to be careful here. Habak, two and seven. Habak, shall they not rise upon suddenly? They shall bite thee, and wake that shall vex thee, and thou shall be for booties unto them. Let's analyze. Now let me tell you about a heist engulfed in irony. Our next story is about the British Museum. It's a grand institution, also a shining symbol of wide-ranging thefts. We say this because the world's greatest thief is now being looted. Let me explain how. From the 16th to the 20th century, the British went on a colonization spree. They ravaged nation after nation and stole their culture. They looted close to eight million artifacts. The list included India's Kohinoor diamond, Nigeria's bronze plaques, and decapitated dried Maori heads. All of this is displayed at the British Museum. They've been urged to return what they stole. Of course, they haven't, and they don't plan to. The British Museum has locked up the legacy of other lands, and poorly so. Recently, a staff member was accused of stealing from it. The lost items included gold jewelry and gems dating from the 15th to the 19th century. In 2004, 15 pieces of Chinese jewelry were stolen from the museum. In 2002. A 2,500-year-old Greek marble head was taken. Also, this is not unique to the British Museum. Artifact thefts are very common, apparently. Last year, thieves stole 500 ancient gold coins from a German museum. In 2019, jewels worth $108 million were stolen from another German museum. Experts say this happens nearly every day across the world. According to the latest Art Loss Register. 700,000 antiques and collectibles are currently lost or stolen. Seven lakh pieces. Countries like Greece, India, Ethiopia, Nigeria, and Ghana say these artifacts are theirs. They should be returned, and they're right. 
But do you know the museum's response? They say these countries lack the infrastructure to protect such expensive historic items. By the looks of it, the British Museum is not doing a great job either. In fact, it reeks of entitlement. But wait till you hear the second excuse. The museum refuses to agree that most of its keep is stolen. The argument is stealing is not really stealing if you're taking something that's lying around. Finders keepers, such interesting logic. For decades, England has gotten away with it and raked in tourism revenue. The museum's trustees are comfortable and in no mood to return what's not theirs. But what about their government? Experts say most disputed artifacts will have to be returned if the government really chooses to. The US, Germany, Belgium, France, they're all doing it. They're returning the loot. But England remains bullheaded. In Second Corinthians 4 and 4. In whom the gods of this world has blinded the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Yahawashai, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Let's analyze of angels and UFOs. And yet the idea is that both are some kind of reality that comes from a higher world above Earth. And wherever that other world is, we don't know. And the possibility is that uh, both groups influence human development uh, and are guiding human development and perhaps are even acting in a godlike way in controlling uh, human culture. But there's never by and large, in modern thinking, there's been almost no attempt to connect the two. A well-known UFO sighting involves uh, the prophet Elijah. He finishes his life on Earth, and he goes to the Jordan River with his associate prophet Elisha, and, uh, and is taken up into the sky in a chariot of fire. In the New Testament, some magi, some wise men from the east, uh, saw a sign in the sky, which they thought was a star, called a star, and they followed it to the place where Jesus was born. And one of the interesting things that it says is that when the star came to the place where Jesus was, that it stopped. And stars don't usually move through the sky like this, nor do they stop after they've been moving. So this sounds more like uh, the type of thing that you would get from a UFO report. In UFO studies themselves, there are interesting reports of people out driving in a car, a UFO comes along, flies over their car, and then flies ahead of them and leads the way back to their home. So this idea of following the leader uh, is something we see in some modern UFO stories. Uh, it's there in the story of the birth of Jesus. And basically the Exodus story is a follow the leader story. The pillar of cloud and fire is the leader and uh, it's God leading the way to the promised land. As you start to, to look at this, it becomes clearer and clearer that the Lord and his angels exist in the physical universe. Maybe in other places too, but at least now we know that they're here. The supposition of the church has always been that everything was done by the supernatural power of God kind of an energy that can do anything it wants to. And I suppose if you want to go that route, it's okay. But as we move ahead in our own technology, and we don't know the world of the angels doesn't use technology. And yes, we are using technology because God's angels use technology and God uses it as well. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that's reported in Exodus 
chapter 13, verses 21 and 22 in fullest detail. And it's said that the pillar cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night led the Exodus. Uh, it hovered above the ground. It was cloud-like during the day. It glowed in the dark. Some of the modern uh, cloud cigars have been reported to be bigger than our battleships, maybe a quarter of a mile long. And Psalms 10, Psalm 1043, 1043, who layeth the beam? Of, the, of his chamber in the waters who maketh the clouds his chariot who walketh upon the wings of the wind let's analyze that they would serve as the mothership for the small, smaller flying saucer type UFOs Ezekiel an Old Testament prophet of the 6th century BC has left a record of his encounters with God and of the interaction that ensued. With many of his people, he was taken captive to Mesopotamia, where, according to scripture, the first encounter occurred. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst of it like the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. The appearance of the wheels of their work was like the color of a barrel, and they four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. As for their rims, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rims were full of eyes round about them four. This war that was uh, happening between uh, the fallen angels and, and our Lord's angels. And uh, as we be Exodus 20 and 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And to study it, you see, you start to realize that uh, the dark angels, Satan's angels, are here on planet Earth. Our perception of reality has been skewed by the artistic depiction of angels. The angelic reality, or UFOs as we call them today, have been a constant in human history and have been an integral part of our story. Satan has been ruling uh, through his minions and through his officers and generals and so forth, and he real beings, real people. And the Lord said that he would give him four kingdoms right, uh, before he would return. When Christ said, that uh, Satan's throne was in Pergamum. Uh, that was, a, you know, that was, I think, the first real clue that something else was going on as well. And so when we when we looked at that, we found that well, the throne of Zeus was in Pergamum, a huge temple right there. Scripture records that after Jesus ascended to God, he sent an angel to Earth with a message, which was recorded by his disciple John. The content of this message is referred to as the book of Revelation. Revelations 2 and 13. I know if thou wert, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan sits is. And thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days where Antipas was my faithful Marriott who was slain among you. 
where Satan dwells. It begins with seven messages conveyed to seven Christian congregations of Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, the one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Revelation 2, 12, 13. Jesus makes an association between the city of Pergamum and the throne of Satan, suggesting that something visible is pointed out. Textual and archaeological evidence point to the same candidate, the great altar of Pergamon. One of the most significant and stunning monuments to survive from the Greco-Roman world. Today it is preserved in the Berlin State Museum. On it is depicted a cosmic battle between the gods and the titans, their hybrid offspring, flesh and bone descendants of heaven and earth. A connection is made by Jesus between the leader of the gods, Zeus in the Greek pantheon, and Satan, the leader of the fallen angels. We began to take a look at the uh, Roman and Greek uh, gods and began to realize that they were the one and the same fallen angels. These were real beings who were setting up real kings on the earth, uh, ruling under their auspices, whatever they decided they wanted to do. Second Thessalonians 2 and 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all powers and signs and lying wonders. Let's analyze. And we see this, this pattern in mythologies uh, all over the world. Uh, uh, in the Greeks, the, certainly the Egyptians, there's no doubt about that, the Lord himself, uh, when, uh, when he uh, killed the firstborn of Egypt uh, at the Exodus, uh, uh, also said that he was putting their gods under judgment. Now, one doesn't put an, a, a stone statue under judgment. I mean, this is, you know, so obviously uh, this was a war uh, with these gods, these fallen angels. For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. Exodus 12:12. 12, 12. gods who has exercised a large influence over humanity is the one who presents herself as the mother goddess. She has various names in various civilizations but one of her favorite epithets is the Queen of Heaven. She is referred to in the Bible by that name. In the post-Christian era she presents herself as Mary to the church. In the modern world, we see Jeremiah 44 and 25. 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the Yahweh of Israel, saying, Ye are your wives have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drinks offering unto her. Ye will surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. Let's analyze. Reports of believers being told to gather, awaiting a sign from the Queen of Heaven, Mary. And when they gather, silver discs appear. The most famous of these incidents, according to ufologists, is Fatima. In October 1917, 60,000 people gathered to receive a sign, and three silver discs appeared. As a result of this, the people felt sudden intense heat, drying of clothing and of the soil, physiological effects, or miraculous cures. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 Cast down imaginations and every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of Yahawashah, and bring into captivity every thought to be obedience of Hamashah. Let's, let's analyze. Could the same fallen angels who presented themselves as gods to our ancestors be reinventing themselves for the modern world as modern-day gods or as aliens who have come to rescue us from ourselves? First of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you scratching on the itch, Maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So, I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So, I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police can kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. We guilty 
yeah, ass, don't wanna hear the truth. Try to act the thing, this shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. Rest in peace to Marcus. Uh, got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking nothing but headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Should have jogged the weight off. We the resistance. Hear the bravery in my voice. You lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words make America great again, all it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning, you're a Barkley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a something place, phone clicking the teacup. Yeah. Learning you're a slave, mom turning in her grave. Lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America mage. was great when they stole the land from the natives. It was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships. It was great when they prospered our free labor. It was great when burning our bodies was sweet savor. It was great when they could rape our women at will. It was great when they did our children like Emmett Till. It was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses. It was great when they killed all our modern day Moses. Could you cherish your place where we perished in hate? Then wear a hat that says you want to make America great. Your character's fake, saying Trump represents freedom. He's eat him. He told cops when you stop, blacks mistreat him. Everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought. Your mom's casket dropped. Evil, cerebral, and rapid thoughts. The aftershock. You started tweaking off acid drops. High as an astronaut. I bet this shit happened to Travis Scott. Watch the throne. You really sold yourself a dream. It seems the people high as up got the lowest self-esteem. 
You're made back on the road to hell. You should be wearing that hat that says your soul is for sale. Yeah, look at all this backlash hate. First you backstab hoes, then you backstab Drake. MK Ultra eyes stuck in your mouth wide. This ain't the same kumbaya from the south side. America was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers. It was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, Deacon, AKA Five Lord, Sakari. All praise you, about Shimmy, I was shy. Hey, Kanye, man, get out. You out of pocket, homie. All the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about. And now this, this ain't the land of our rest. All right? We under curses, we Israelites. They're not for us, man.